Hi, you're listening to Neon Nottingham, the only podcast in Nottingham dedicated to showcasing students' work. To keep up to date with all the new episodes, make sure you follow us on here and over on Insta at neon underscore Nottingham. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast um, called The Speakers. Uh, Do you you like the pun guy? Yeah, it's great. Um, With me, Joe. And me, Kitty. The plan is to um, just chat a bit of shit for an hour about music and hopefully we get some kind of message out of it. I don't know if we will. We'll see. So um, today's topic is about up and coming artists, how they measure success really. Um, getting into the music industry is uh, well known for being hard. The Music Business Society did an article specifying that 90% of all these aspiring art- artists fail. Uh, but what does it mean to fail as an artist? Um, so hopefully a bit later on, we'll start to learn what musicians actually consider as success. So with our guests, Austin, um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> a guitarist in the Hip Priest, a garage rock band from the heart of Nottingham with a flair for the eccentric. Nice. <clears throat> and Ryan Ashton, aka Tense, uh, <laughs> an up and coming uh, rapper from Nottingham who has already worked with some huge names in the genre, such as Window Kid. Well done, well done for that. <laughs> Ryan's dad, already a well-known house artist, inspired the rapper to go into the industry with the eyes for the top. Oh, do you like that? That was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty good actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So getting into it, um, we'll just ask you how 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 did you get into the industry? What what inspired you? What you know led you what to inspired that? Me? So like, I've always been doing music since like I was young. So like, I've been playing piano since I was like maybe like six, yeah. and um. I was doing grades, doing um, grades till like I was 15 and then I stopped for GCSEs to focus on them and then went to college, I went to Confey mm. and then uh, mm. yeah, it kind of, st- it properly started there where I was like, okay, so you know um, JD and <clears throat> and Henry Miller, so they got they're, me into like... Yeah, they're two of the people. Yeah, they're two of the, the people who I went to college with yeah. and um, <laughs> in the first year... And I met them in the first year and then uh, we got made pretty good friends. And then there was this one time, yeah, where uh, Henry Miller, he made like this drum and bass beat. And there was like me, Jay, uh, this guy called Harry and Joe. Mm. Um, not me. Not you, not you. <laughs> and uh, he literally, and we all just like went in the booth and we just like started, just started rapping. Like we yeah. all just like tried like putting down some lyrics. They were shit, but like. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, it was so, it was like, it was, that was such a mad day. That's how you found the joy for it, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like the first day I was like, oh my God, this is actually, this is pretty joke. Like, this is pretty good. And then, yeah, um, yeah and then second year, um, I met someone called Jacob. Mm. And uh, I started, I started doing a lot of songs with him. Um, yeah, uh, Witty. Go check out SoundCloud, all about. Same with JD, JD Music. Yeah, yeah, like, JD Music. Come on, and Henners, come on. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, yeah, no, nah, it was uh, and my stepdad as well. He was a big inspiration because um, and my dad, my dad and my stepdad, both DJs in the house music scene. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of funk as well. My dad was proper into like funk and stuff like that, psychedelic funk stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, my stepdad was always making beats on Logic. And uh, um, I saw him like one day in lockdown and I was like, oh, I might try this out. And like, I just like borrowed his um, computer, started 
producing some beats. I started off making house. Like, yeah. I was never doing drum and bass or anything like that or, or rap. Do you know what I mean? I never mm. really, I didn't, I wasn't even listening to it. Do you know what I mean? I was never listening to Brucey or like yeah. Dave or any of them. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty two different people, but like UK rap the in same, general. Yeah, you know the what same I mean? sphere. But yeah, like I'd say my stepdad and the people I met at college were massive, like uh, inspiration, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And the, how does it kind of like compare to how you kind of started or was it kind of kind of similar? Uh, similar thing as in like mates, really. Yeah. Uh, I was like kind of obsessed with music from about the age of six or seven. Yeah. Uh, and then met some kind of new friends when I was just left school uh, who like one of them played guitar and stuff. I'd always wanted to be in a band. So he was just like, well, can you play? No. Well, just buy a bass and learn. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what we did. Uh, right. And like we roped another friend into buying a drum kit and he just learned. And we just kind of started a band like in the local like youth club. Yeah. Uh, started playing together like that. It was terrible. Uh, but as we all kind of picked it up a bit more, it got better slowly. Yeah. Uh, and then people drifted away and better people came in and just carried on like that, really. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, so... They kind of are mostly similar similarities. I'll get that right. <laughs> um, but more kind of getting music out there, it is quite different, I'd say, compared to kind of the two eras of music. Um, how was it like for you to try and get your music published? Because obviously now with Ryan, it's very like you can make a track and literally just put it online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, it's like 30 odd years ago now. Yeah. So it was a case of like, even though you're playing as a band, you had to scrape the money together to get into a studio in the first place, yeah. uh, which were never cheap. Uh, we were kind of like we lived out uh, in the middle of Lincolnshire in a tiny little village. Yeah. So like not even near a city where there were studios or anything. Luckily, we found out there was a guy who had this studio in uh, like in a barn behind his house. And he used to record as like as a cheap deal because we were just yeah. the young kids from around there. So he sort of did us a favour. Yeah, nice. Uh, but then once you've got it recorded, it's basically just your demo tape. Mm. And then it's hours and hours of sitting in your bedroom writing letters to people, mailing yeah. the demos off to people, yeah. uh, sending them to fanzines, stuff like that. Uh, sometimes you'd get a response, sometimes you wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, it's so bizarrely different now. Yeah, uh, we're, we're not sending letters. No, <laughs> no, like, no. Like, I used to have yeah. to... Like for things like booking gigs, you would have to send a demo to someone. Someone would give you an address because it was like the DIY punk scene that I moved in. So everything was uh, like people would help you out and send you lists of mm. promoters and stuff like that. But you would then send your demos off to them all. And then like I was living at home with my mum and dad and you'd get like a phone call at 11 at night from some bloke in a pub saying, oh, yeah, I'll put your band off. <laughs> like, uh, But then you would never have any advance information or anything like that. He would just give you a date. Yeah. And you would just turn up on that date. And everyone would be there. And it, yeah, it all worked perfectly, but it was just a complete other world. Yeah, definitely. And like driving into a city you didn't know, you were there with a map to try and find the venue. Mm. And with them being DIY punk venues, are generally pretty hard to find. Yeah, underground. If you're going round and round and round, and then you just see someone like uh, like wearing a pair of Converse or a leather jacket, and you'd <laughs> know instantly, they'll know where it is. Yeah. And they always yeah. did. Definitely. <laughs> and obviously now for you, it's actually just as easy as point out on Spotify like pressing some, pressing some buttons yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean it's crazy it is no it is like 
I guess like the letters, I guess now that would be us like sending emails mm. to yeah. like yeah. To, yeah, definitely. Um, labels, management teams, what, all of that. But what's it like trying to um, book sets and things like that? Because obviously I went to one recently when you yeah. were there. Yeah, like, yeah, what's, yeah. What's the process for that? Um, most of the time, word of mouth. Um, in the Clouds was hosted by someone in my class. Uh, Jake Field, and he um, uh, he just he just he saw me at um, stealth for our last day at college. They hired out rescue rooms, so mm. stealth mm. rescue rooms. You know what I mean? And um, we we hired that out and had sort of like a celebration thing there. And obviously, Jay played. Were you were you there that day? No. You were there. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, we don't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, Jay played, and then he brought me on at the end uh, to perform my literally my debut single, which came out like a week before, we and it went off. It was like it was it was pretty sick. And uh, and Jake, I think Jake saw that, and that yeah. after I performed, yeah, yeah. he was like, yeah, 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 no, "Oh, do you want to do you want to come um, in so like, in, uh, was like, in college, yeah, my mate yeah, introduced yeah. me to this guy called Brucey. Yeah, and um, I just couldn't stop listening to his music. It was uh something something about like the drum and bass and the the rapping to the singing mm. it's just it just all worked like so well and um at this this was like maybe two years ago now yeah and um i was literally just in my room with my stepdad's computer on his on his like logic mm -hmm. and uh i was just kept on producing uh drum and bass and i started uh started writing lyrics yeah. and um the lyrics that i wrote on my song lies they were like one of the first first lyrics I ever wrote mm. and um yeah that was, that was the first song one of the first songs I ever made and I produced the beat originally and I showed it to my stepdad and he was like all right because he, he produces anyway and he was like all right give this to me let me take it into my studio yeah. and I'm literally gonna like I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this because like you've got a good bass yeah. you've got a good bass and um yeah and then it turned into what we what you guys are now you know what I mean yeah I can um yeah and uh yeah that was inspired by brucey for sure you could probably like tell right if you listen to brucey mm. and then you listen to lies you'll be like okay this this guy listens to brucey like yeah um so would you say like he still inspires you now like is that something you um honestly not as much i don't really no. listen to him as much anymore I, I stopped listening to him it has changed yeah his style of music his style is yeah it's gone so it's not as um underground would you say underground He's yeah, got main, it, it seems got it main. seems a bit more um, sellable to the average yeah. music listener, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I'd say like he's he's doing his thing. He is he's he's signed to Jeff uh, Def Jam, and mm. he is he's he's doing well, man. And um, but yeah, I guess like some of his style is I'm not really listening to it as much anymore. But yeah. he's like he's really like it's insane. Like he literally he comes from the same place as me. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like Longy and yeah. uh, I live in San Diego, but like NG Ten. You know what I mean? Yeah. and like um <laughs> and um yeah like it's it's insane to see someone who like comes from that area do that like that well yeah and just like it's it's just kind of it's kind of mad and he was yeah he was a big inspiration but now i'm sort of uh going on to more like uk rap stuff you know what about you uh yeah i mean i was sort of for playing music it was here in the ramones uh for me like i was Obsessed with music from being like six or seven anyway. Uh, started with like Adam and the Ants and then 
was like metal and stuff like that. <laughs> Me pretending uh, I know who they are. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was a massive star, massive oh, star yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, anyway, okay. <laughs> I'll ask your parents. But yeah, I was a bit of a metalhead, and then uh, like a girl at school gave me a tape of the Ramones, uh, like classic '70s New York punk, and that kind of changed how I thought about music massively, and that's what made me want to play music, uh, and kind of why I started playing bass really, because it was like Dee Dee was like the key member of that band and the songwriter and everything, so that's why I picked up bass in the first place. Okay, so this kind of middle bit is a, more to the point of the actual podcast because. We're trying, our kind of thing, our question is trying to work out what success is as an artist. And obviously, if you, I don't know, put a name, for Elton John, he, you could say, you could think, um, did he think he would get that far in the mm-hmm. music industry? Where did Freddie Mercury, when he was in London in the 70s, did he ever think that he would end up being one of the most iconic names in music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a question for you, first of all, um, how do you know or do you trust yourself in the fact that you think you will be successful? And to you, what is success for you? Where do you see yourself? Um, I guess success for me, I'd say I'm already, I already feel successful because I'm making music which I like. I don't, I don't need numbers telling me that I'm successful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I like a success. Like being successful would be like headlining like Leeds or Reading. That would be that would honestly be like one of my dreams to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's a it's a long road, but I'm I'm in for it and see where it goes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah man. How do you kind of compare it to yourself? Obviously, going through becoming an artist and everything. Do you think? you saw yourself being like this massive like band or did you just see yourself wanting to make music i think uh i think anyone as a kid when they think about like you know being a uh rock star or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. any kind of music star sort of thing sees that stuff you know like the big stars and thinks oh yeah i want to get up there uh but i think like i've been doing it 30 years now uh and I think over time you realise because back when I was sort of 17 starting out, it was all about getting signed to a major label, getting a record out first and then getting picked up by a bigger label and that kind of thing. Mm. That's kind of not an option for kids these days because it's, it's completely different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I suppose back then that's how I would have thought success was. And I, and I had friends who signed to Sony and stuff like that and had an amazing two or three year run and then... Mm gone that was it and they were back working in Sainsbury's and things like that so yeah yeah absolutely mental and really harsh how that used to be yeah Uh, whereas I mean it's really nice to hear you say about oh I don't really care about the numbers and things like that because for someone like we've just signed to a new label in Sweden and they're very much interested in like the algorithms and the numbers on Spotify and all that and they're doing all that whereas like me and the guys in my band are all late 40s we're like not really interested in that. We do it to the best of our ability, yeah. But that's not our thing. We still, you know, release records and sell those at the shows and stuff like that. Yeah. That's more my measure of success is selling records to people at shows, not yeah. how many hits we get on Spotify. But I realised that 
for the record label, that's what they want, and they want all that kind of thing. And it is that evolution into it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, record labels now, it's like TikTok. Mm. I'm thing with TikTok. If you've got, like, if you're blowing up on TikTok, you'll get major labels. Like, this year, you've seen all, like, the, the zoot comes up, you know that one? Like three, yeah, three, that's stupid yeah, rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's stuff like that now. It's music. It's like, so I, I think sometimes some people... Or like the labels, they they don't really care about like actual talent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's sellability. Yeah, and it's like it's um it's just a different world we live in now. And obviously, t- social media is completely taken over TikTok in particular. Like the popularity of TikTok compared to Instagram now. Instagram's going down, mm. and TikTok's just going up. And like labels will see. I'm guessing right now, but like labels will like see if someone's doing good on TikTok, like they'll sign them. But if you get someone who's wrote like a, like a, a, an amazing song, uh, a great production, but they aren't getting the numbers so on social media, yeah, they'll just ignore them. Yeah, definitely. and it's kind of sad because there's a lot of talent out there which isn't going to get noticed. Is, Do you know what I mean? So, like, as an artist now, would you say that success is defined by? literally how yeah. many like followers you have on tiktok yeah. and that yeah really yeah i think for for like actual like if you're money success and like signing to your major labels mm. you've got to have a big following on social media i believe mm. like, that's 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 what it is nowadays especially like in the 80s and 90s there was a lot of different kind of little underground places where you could go and just experience a, a type of music that you've never seen yeah. or heard before in your life yeah. And especially because my kind of music is more like techno and like 90s trance and things. Mm. And when I kind of like go to Manchester or something and I go to these like underground clubs that literally if you drove past you wouldn't even know is a club in mm. some kind of like industrial estate or something. And I hear types of music that like, like absolutely blow my head off and I would never find on Spotify, I'd never find on TikTok. Yeah. I'd, I wouldn't even know what to search up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the fact now that it's more defined by the fact that you've got a hit YouTube video or something, it kind of loses that kind of indie or it loses that kind of specialness mm. of like a smaller kind of group of music mm. people, if you yeah. get what I mean. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it just kind of drives things underground in that way. Uh, I mean, like what you're saying about the the numbers and that, and on TikTok yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. That's what, especially labels. That's what they're going to be looking at because they're just lo- looking at marketing it. Yeah. But there's, like, it, in the kind of music that we play, there's it's quite interesting because there's other bands that are kind of contemporaries of ours and that who get way more Spotify hits and mm. stuff like that, and their labels probably more happy with them because of that. However, they've not like done the amount of things that we've done like we've done two us tours and we've been all around europe and but we've been going like 16 years this year so it's a long time building yeah but like the newer bands who play the similar music will outstrip us on like numbers and things like that yeah but in experience and stuff and like sort of goals we've reached we kind of surpass them on that so it's kind of an odd sort of thing yeah, yeah. odd balance mm. Mm. um so how would you say you kind of like judged your career like do you think you've been successful like overall i guess so in the fact i suppose most for me successful in the fact that like being in a band is a hard thing to do 
because you've got yeah. four or five different personalities and it's yeah, really hard yeah, yeah. to keep four or five different personalities <laughs> How long yeah. together. How as a, as a band? The, uh, 16 years this year. 16 years. However, there have been different members changed. But the, oh, the okay. core three members, me, the bass player and the singer, uh, have all been in it for pretty much 16 years. Oh, okay. So we've had a different drummer and another guitarist come in. Oh, okay. But even just keeping a relationship like that going for 16 years, it's yeah. in some ways it's like a marriage being in a band yeah. because you're putting yeah. up with people for that. And they're putting up with you. Yeah. And most musicians are probably on the spectrum, <laughs> you know, Be- because that's true. That whole creative thing, you know, comes generally people are a bit special <laughs> in that way. And so when you put all those together in a band, it then makes it quite fractious at times. And, you know, and then to be able to do it for that length of time. So I'd say. I think that, yeah. I'd probably say pretty successful in the fact that I've managed to do it as long as I have and yeah. and the places it's taken me to. It's taken me to countries and opportunities that I would have never had otherwise. So. Wait, I actually wanted to ask you a question about, um, so your band, you know, when you were making music, were, there's ever, were there ever a lot of disagreements with, like, what the music you wanted to make? Uh, not really, no, because, uh, like, when the band was formed, it was kind of decided what it, oh, the sound yeah. was going to be yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. and it's the bass player that writes the songs yeah so because he writes everything it's always kept that kind of constant style that we had uh, right, to begin okay. with okay. so yeah it's it's kind of mainly led by him uh, okay cool, cool, cool do you uh, when you're like writing music and that do you ever like get worried that you're straying off from like the style do you like need to keep a certain style all the time or can that, if you're feeling yeah that band kind of does uh stick to one kind of style really we do some stuff that kind of veers slightly yeah uh but i do play in another band as well which is like a like more of a snotty punk band and that's mm. kind of that's done completely different that is done as like a collaborative thing so yeah. I'll take in the guitar parts or the guy who plays bass, he'll bring parts in as well. Uh, and then we throw it all together. Drummer kind of rearranges it and stuff to make it work. And mm. then the like singer does his stuff over the top. So that one's like way more collaborative mm. and goes off in all different directions, depending on what gets brought in. <laughs> Wait, shall we, shall, we do, shall we do the quiz? Okay, yeah. <laughs> We've got a quiz. This is Joe. A quiz. We made a quiz. We've got a riddle. And I've everything. got a riddle. I made a riddle, guys. Yeah, I was um, not going on about it. It's jokes. That's why. <laughs> right. Okay. Hold it like this. You what? I'm about to hold it. Like oh yeah. I feel like um, who's the bitch that hosted the egg eggheads? You know the one with the glasses. No. <clears throat> right. No. Okay. So we made a little quiz. Yeah. Um, it's music based. But it it should be like it's pretty easy. It's multiple choice, so you've got kind of a yeah. Except for the uh, riddle one, because that doesn't yeah. really make sense. Okay, do you want to start? Yeah, can do. It's it the multiple. Wait, how are we actually going <laughs> to? We haven't planned this very well. <laughs> okay, just start, and then we'll just see how it goes. Okay. Am I starting? Can do that. <coughs> All right. Okay, so. Question one. Wait, is this to me or, or both of you? Both, both of you. Yeah. So it's his first first person to answer. Yeah, can do. Yeah, can okay. do. All right. okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna lose it. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not gonna work if we got multiple choice ones. 
Oh, just you know what? Just start. Just, you can both answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll just okay. Oh, then, so yeah. right answer at the end. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. name the song played at Princess Diana's funeral. Bonus points for the artist. Oh, Elton John, oh. "Candle in the Wind." Yeah. Lovely. One Lovely jubbly. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hell? Yeah, Did you yeah. not know that? No, 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 no. I didn't know that. I don't. It's time ago. No, no, no. Probably weren't alive. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't alive. <laughs> it's 1997. Did you not yeah. know that either? Do you know how she died? No, next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the most streamed song on Spotify? UK. UK. We've got oh. A. Someone You Loved by Lewis Capaldi. B. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And C. Wait, was I doing it in numbers or letters? Letters. C. Wonderwall by Oasis. Wonderwall. The Queen one. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually A. Someone You Loved by Lewis Capaldi. Oh, what? He reached the top yesterday. Yeah. So really? Literally when we were writing this quiz. Wait, how how many many streams are there? Oh, three billion. Like, yeah, something like that. Ooh, three, three point six billion. <laughs> 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 That's true. Um, okay. What? what was the best-selling album in the eighties? We've got A. Faith by George Michael. B. The Wall, Pink Floyd. Or C. Thriller by Michael Jackson. Thriller. Yeah. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Finish the lyrics. <clears throat> <laughs> I would like to leave this city. Oh, not a clue. What the? F- what is that? <laughs> okay, I, what is I, that? I actually thought that would be easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Do you I like the would fu- like to leave this city? Like you're nodding your head, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. What is that? Maybe we should have chosen a different song. Maybe. It was... What even was it? <laughs> I don't know. This you don't know it yourself. This old town don't smell too pretty and I can feel the... I don't know that song. No, I don't know it. It's Oasis, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the worst question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, oh, we've missed one. It's all right. I'll do that one now. Okay. Um... Which artist has the most number one hits of all time with 20 hits? This is UK. We've got A, Queen, B, The Beatles, C, Elvis. Oh. Beatles. Uh, Have you locked that in? Queen. You locking that in? Yeah. Beatles. Oh, fair enough, (laughs) fair enough. Yeah, that is a... I think yeah. you have to realise how big they were, like yeah, they were, they were. in the dinosaur days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't have that. <laughs> right, this is my riddle. I'm so oh. proud of it. You watch, no one will get it. <laughs> no, I oh said it to Mum last night, and she actually said it was quite good. Okay, okay so the, we're looking for band and album. This band loves the radio. But what do they think is just okay? Radiohead, okay, computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good riddle. Please tell me that's a good riddle. That was yeah, quite well good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on then. Okay. So, which single by Madonna was the best selling of the 1990s? We've oh. got A, Hung Up, B, Vogue, or C, Material Girl? Vogue. 
going to say material. Have you got your phone underneath? Yeah. You're Googling the answers. Yeah, that was right. Austin loves a bit of Madonna. Material Girl was 80s anyway, I think, so. Yeah. Well done. Right. What year did the famous performance by Queen at Live Aid take place? A, 1988. B, 1989. Or C, 1990. 1990. Is that locked in? Why is it 89? Oh. They say it in a film. Nine, yeah, 90. Is that locked in? Yeah. 88. You're both wrong. Oh. 89. Oh. I said that. Oh. <laughs> Okay, the last question. <laughs> I watched it. I love that film as well. That's a, it's a great. It's film, a good isn't it? film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a good right, film. The last one, because you know, Christmas next month. Oh. We thought we'd throw in a little, a little something. So. A little something, something. How much does Mariah Carey earn a year from her famous Christmas song "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? Oh, I a, heard this the other day. One million dollars. Oh. B. Forty-five million dollars. Or C. Two point five million dollars. Wait, what was uh, A again? One million. One million. Got one million, 45 million, or two, 2.5 million? Yeah, 2.5. 45. Is that locked in? No, 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 no. <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> yeah, the last one. C. 2.5. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're both, both right. right. Yeah. Well well done. Done. Actually, last year, um, I think it was Audi that had her song in, on the advert, and every time it was played, so remember, every time there was a break, um, so every quarter of an hour, basically, she got paid a hundred grand for that advert appearance. So basically, just make a Christmas song. Yeah, and you're set if up you make life. a grunge <laughs> <laughs> garage slime <laughs> Christmas song, and you're set for life. Yeah, those bands did it. Yeah, like the Darkness did that one. Like, was their biggest hit was their Christmas song, and they just milk it every Which year. Which one's that? That don't let the bells end. How does it Christmas go? It's like, it's like a... Time. Yeah. Turn that. the bells ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the... I like... Um, uh, feed the... <laughs> right, okay. No one cares. <laughs> the last little section. Just talk about what's coming up. Oh, what yeah. what you've got in the... In, in the, the works. In the works. In the log burner. Um, so... Um, but first, uh, we want to talk about a little bit how you kind of adapted um, as kind of the music industry change, uh, changed in this kind of starting of the century and going into it, uh, like how you adapted to getting your music out there and what have you. We've not really changed, to be honest. As Fair in, we, we've taken off, well, we've picked up like the... Obviously, social media came in like with MySpace originally and stuff like yeah. that. We obviously picked up on that and did it at the time, but we've never stopped selling records. So, like, uh, yeah, this band is like everything we've done has always been available on vinyl and that. So we've always done that. Uh, we obviously stream everything as well now. Yeah. But the basic root of what we did, we've always continued with. We've just taken on new like the socials and stuff like that. Yeah. I almost think it's more special to, because like my, my uncle, um, he's always lived in the same house and he has like first edition Beatles and first edition like Fleetwood Mac and everything. I always find it more kind of sentimental to have something in your actual hands. Yeah. Rather than, because you can find any song ever online, 
but mm-hmm. it's nice yeah, yeah, and it yeah. and it does sound different in my opinion so yeah totally yeah so it You've is got nice a for... whole room that's so full. sick yeah i like records yeah <laughs> I, I like a good, a good record um so uh <laughs> struggling all right <laughs> so um we we've been a bit gloomy this podcast but um, what are the advantages of Advan- yeah, yeah. advantages of advantages. being an artist in this era and being so accessible and everything? <clears throat> um, well, not having to go through the whole um, making a song and having to go through a label to release it. Pretty, was that how it was for for you? Well, you would do like we would do demo tapes and sell those. Yeah. But but you'd have to you know get your money together to go into a studio yeah. in the first place yeah, and all exactly. that. Whereas you can just do it at home. Yeah, like, yeah, amazing. the home studio. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something about it. like them, like now it's yeah, it's so different. And like when I went to college as well, like they had like we could use these like multi million pound studios, mm. which were like and we went like college is free obviously, and like it's just kind of mad. And you you couldn't. I'm guessing you didn't have colleges with like mad. Not that level of equipment, yeah. no. I it's mean, kinda... like music colleges were really rare back then. Were they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's they're, quite, they're pretty common now as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's amazing. Is it? Yeah, that, that's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's good. And um, yeah. What, what was the question again? What was it? Just advantages of yeah, like, yeah. Just, yeah. So, just being able to have that accessibility nowadays. Yes, yeah, I, I guess like just the the pure like um, like the easiness of being able to just literally maybe press some buttons do you know what i mean like this you got distro kid you got um tune core uh you got like all these things which you obviously have to pay a subscription to put but it's like yeah. it's not it's not too it's not as much as you would have had to pay back in the day you nah. know what i mean and um yeah so i just see the the easiness of being able to do it yeah i mean for us now like the the main advantage is of how things have changed is for like putting tours together and stuff like that yeah because, uh, like I say, back in the day, trying to put a tour together was, you know, ringing people constantly, sending letters, all that kind of thing. I can imagine. Whereas now, like, we can do a European tour and kind of throw it together through contacts and that. Just go yeah. on Facebook, message a load of people we know in different bands in different countries. Yeah. Say, can you do two dates that week? Then we need two dates in Holland. Then we need two dates in Germany. And that's, that's really easy to do. Yeah. Uh, it's actually quite interesting how um, so many and you don't have to be this massive worldwide band to be able to go I- into these countries. Yeah, and yeah. It is, and that that is nice, a nice part of a newer kind of style in the music industry where you can just kind of do these things and not have to worry about <laughs> having to go through all these processes to try and, like, go on tours and things like that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and are we, should we do the last question? Yeah. Yeah. Wanna go for it? What's just what? What's next? Like, what have you got in the works? <laughs> what have I got in the works? Yeah. What have you got in the works? What have I got in the works? Um, well, I'm making, I'm making songs like every day, every every week. I'll um, I'll make, I'll make a couple. So, but at the moment, I mean, maybe next year you might see an album. Mm. I've I've got a, I've got a couple of songs. I've got. I'm just like working. I'm just working all the time. I'm writing all the time. I'm writing every night. Yeah. I'm just literally trying to get as much music written as possible, and just like 
yeah, I'll go to, I'll literally go, because obviously I'm, I'm living in town, yeah. but I'll go home to my stepdad's studio like once a week to record the stuff which I've written. Yeah. And then uh, he'll, he's like, he just mixing and all of that and uh, producing. And he'll um do that every week. And we're just trying to like, do as many songs not as many songs as we can but to a to a good uh to a good standard, standard like yeah. yeah do you know what i mean and um yeah I, I don't know you'll have to wait and see there might be an album next year but we'll see Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> i'll put that in the calendar yeah 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 <laughs> what about you Austin? uh we got a new album out in spring uh rivals <laughs> <laughs> and then like touring to promote that go to spain ireland germany Various places. That's amazing. Well, wow. Are we all good? Is that a wrap? Have we all said our piece? I <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you, everybody, yeah. who decided to listen to this little chit chat. So and thank you so much to our guests yeah. for coming in, yeah. having a thank little. You, thank you, Kitty, as well. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to say bye? <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Yeah.